0: I don't know about you, if you've ever had a time when you felt like giving up. I saw a little cartoon that caught my attention. It's this, it's this duck, and its beak is as wide open as it can be, and it's got this frog jammed in its mouth. The frog is obviously getting ready to be devoured by this duck, but the frog has got his front legs wrapping around the neck of that duck, just trying to hang on for dear life. As he's barely sticking out. And the caption underneath it read, never give up. I don't know if uh, you found yourself in situations where you feel like, I mean, you are just being devoured. You are being swallowed up. It's not looking good. I mean, you're already like halfway down the mouth, the, the beak, the throat of the duck. But you're hanging on for dear life. I want to talk about a, a topic that the Lord put on my heart this week that... I believe he wants to bring encouragement to our soul. And if it's not for you specifically tonight, I believe that God wants to put it in your heart and your mind to share with someone around you who may need this word of encouragement. I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to be there in just a moment. Hebrews chapter 10. As we look at what it means to persevere even when we feel like perishing. To press on through even when you feel like there's no hope Around you. Now, I want to challenge you to think in your mind, when was the last time you felt like giving up on, on anything? I mean, it may be small, it may be huge, but when was the last time you felt like giving up? It was a few Januarys ago, and uh, I had purchased a treadmill with great intentions. Uh, soon I felt like giving up about doing the treadmill workout, but uh, that was not the point that jogged my memory tonight. I had purchased this treadmill, and I found that if I get one that I had to assemble, I could get it at a much cheaper price. And so I loved that. I thought, that's the one I'm going for. And uh, the store said, well, if we assemble it for you, it would be X amount of dollars. I said, forget that. I can do it myself. So I brought it home, and uh, I had it there in the basement of my house, and I was beginning to assemble this treadmill and... I got it looking like a treadmill. I mean, that, you know, tread was in the right place, and I could plug it in, and the things would move, and things were happening. But I noticed that I had got it all assembled, but all the wires were hanging outside of the frame. It wasn't in the frame. And I thought, oh, my goodness, i got to start over again. So I took it all apart, and uh I... Looked at the directions briefly, and I thought, okay, I think I have it figured out now. And I started to assemble it a second time, and and I began to put it together. And this time, I got the wires on the inside, but it wouldn't turn on. It was a third go. And I read the directions this time, and I put it together, and I got it to work. I got the wires inside, but I saw I put the top frame on backwards. And so, where you're supposed to put a book, it was facing down. I tell you, I just felt like giving up. I was so aggravated, I felt like that should count as my workout. I didn't want to do it. You know what that feeling's like. You've had a situation, whether it's big or small, that, I mean, if you're honest, you're just done. You're just done. I want you to turn to the person to your left or your right. If you're sitting by yourself, uh, find someone close by you and ask him this question. When was the last time you had a feeling of just wanting to give up? Now, you don't have to share a deep, dark secret. I'm not asking you to divulge something you don't want to, but just share in general. When was the last time you felt like giving up? It may, you may say uh, like an hour ago, like today, and you can share that. But turn and ask them. You've got 48 and a half seconds. On your mark, now use it wisely. Get set, go. Find out from your neighbor when was the last time they felt like giving up. All right, if you haven't switched yet, go ahead and switch. Hear what the other person has to say. Your day must have been bad and long. Give them a chance to share. As we think about giving up, we think about that feeling. It's kind of comical when you can think about something that didn't have major consequences. It maybe was majorly aggravating, but it didn't have major consequences. And you can kind of laugh about it. Or you've had enough time and space between that you can gain some perspective. And it can have a little bit of humor. But... If you have not experienced something yet in your life that was a whole lot more gripping than something that's just humorous, hang on because it's coming. A part of life is is like Pastor Rex shared that you sometimes have to give a testimony of praise when the reports that are coming to you are not the way that you had hoped. You find yourself in a relationship and you are doing everything that you know to do that would be right and it's not working. And They're not responding in a loving way to you. They're not responding in an open way to you. You're trying to go the extra mile, and it appears as if it's getting worse. Maybe you find yourself in, in an impossible situation financially. You found yourself, whether you have put yourself there or someone else or some other circumstances put you there, and, and you feel like you're under such a huge mountain that it is impossible. Everything in you just wants to, to give up. You, you just... You just want to quit. It feels like you're going to perish. And and there's nothing humorous about it at this point. And there is nothing that you can even gain some perspective. It's just stifling you and sucking the life out of you. Maybe you are one, like we've heard, that has gotten a report. And physically you just feel like you are jarred to your core when you never thought you would get news like you just heard. Maybe it's this overwhelming sense of boredom and averageness and you are longing for purpose in your life and you almost feel like I can't go one more day without having a clear direction from God and I've been seeking Him and pressing into the things of Him and and I don't feel like He is giving me that answer and and I need direction, I need an answer and it's just sucking the life out of you and it's that nothingness that just kind of sucks you dry. God has a word for us. When we feel like we're going to perish, it's the end of our life, we feel like there's death around the corner, whether it's literal or spiritual, emotional, relationship death, whatever it may be. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 with me. We're going to start at verse 19. Now tonight I want us to do a a biblical practice that I like to refer to as chewing on the bread of life. You know, when, when you get some steak that's really good, You don't just like wolf it down and swallow it so fast. I mean, you chew it. You savor it. You just let it roll over your tongue and you just take it in. And God's word, the bread of life, is that way for us. And tonight I want us just to to focus on this passage. Think on it. Meditate on it. Chew on it. And allow God to bring the nourishment to our soul. Look with me at Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse 19. Therefore, brothers... Since we have confidence to enter the most high place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled To cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Tonight, the author of Hebrews is going to give us some encouragement. It's going to talk to us about how to persevere when we feel like perishing, how to press through when we feel like the days are dark and numbered around us. Some of them may seem a little bit obvious, some will seem way out of place, but this is God's word of encouragement for your heart today. I have been praying for you all week. It was Wednesday, and I told a couple friends, Wednesday came, and I couldn't wait for Sunday. I mean, I wanted Sunday to be here so bad, I had a fire burning in my heart to share what was on my heart this morning and tonight, and and I just wanted to hurry up and get here and share with you. And the Lord said, that's not possible, you're going to have to wait. Let it simmer in your heart and, and I begin to pray and think about you not knowing all the situations I don't know all the intimate details of your life But I've been praying that God would bring deep encouragement to your soul Those who feel like they are just barely hanging on I want us to look at The first thing the author of hebrews wants us to catch When we feel like perishing and we need to persevere it's to draw near to God, because we have full access to Him. To draw near to God, and, and right down in there, if you want to take notes, we have full access to Him. In a time of trouble, in a time of feeling lost, and, and in a time of feeling overwhelmed, this is a time we need to get close to God. Because we have a license to run right up into the throne room, to crawl right up in His lap, and to call out, oh, but Daddy! I need you Anybody played hide-and-seek before Okay, anybody play like this week Anyone okay, very good. I love the game hide-and-seek But sometimes when we play with uh, a younger child the joy is not just hiding so they can't find you The joy is letting them discover you Uh, I heard an author describe it one time and, and it really spoke to my heart about how He felt like God the father would often allow him to discover him. It was as if God says, come and seek me and find me. And as if God is behind the, the curtain and, and he would stick out his foot so you could see him. And so as you run around and God may not appear to be there, you can see a little bit of evidence and there's something exciting, just as like a dad would play hide-and-seek with a little child and, and would hide, but maybe not in the best hiding place, and would hide under a table and let its lay leg, his legs stick out so the child could see where he was and come and discover him. God knows that it brings encouragement to our hearts when we can seek him and we can find him. God may be covered up by the circumstances. He may be covered up by the cloudiness of our vision spiritually. But God will always allow a little bit of his evidence to stick out where you can see him and run to him. I don't know uh, when you think of a mental picture of drawing close what comes to your mind. But one of my favorite things to do as a family is to go camping. And I think I've convinced my family that this is an okay and good thing. If you talk to Carrie or my daughter and they don't like camping, don't tell me because I'm living in this wonderful bubble that they love camping. But what I love most about it is is about 5 o'clock and we gather around and we have a rule when we go camping that, that no girls can do the cooking. Only dad can do the cooking. And so that's either a blessing or a curse. But after dinner, we just sit around the fire. And we get really close together and we huddle up and, and there's a rule that we have no electronics, no iPads, no text, no email, no phone, no music uh, played out or anything like that. It's time to get close and hang out together. We'll, we'll share a blanket and we'll tell a story or we'll tell a joke and we'll laugh together. And, and when I think of drawing close, I think of getting physically close to a loved one, wrapping my arm around them and taking shelter with them, allowing their warmth to warm me. Giving all my attention to them at that moment. When we see Hebrews challenging us, when we feel like giving up, feel like death is around the corner, we are called to draw close to God. To see the small evidence of him just maybe poking around the corner, run to him, get close, and allow him to minister to you. We have full access to him. Now notice what the verse says here in the beginning of verse 19. We have confidence When we draw close to God, we don't just kind of, I hope he lets me in. I, I, I hope it's okay. We have confidence. We have confidence because the way has been opened. The curtain has been torn. We have access to him through Jesus Christ. We go with confidence. We read on there in the middle of verse 21. It says we have a great priest in Jesus. We have one that represents us to the father We have one that is arguing on our behalf that is lifting us up When we draw near to him, we can have confidence because of who we have in jesus christ but look at verse Let's see here 22 Let us draw near to god with a sincere heart a pure and sincere heart now this is important for us if we're going to have deep encouragement for our soul tonight we got to recognize that if i want to have a rescuing father come take care of me i need to understand that as i draw close to him i need to come confidently with boldness i need to come knowing that my boldness is not that i deserve it my boldness is not that i i'm good enough or i've got a good enough argument or i've been wrong so many times but it's in jesus christ and to understand that when i am there in his presence I need to have a sincere heart, a heart that really wants to get close to him. Sometimes we're just so sick and tired of a situation, we don't really want to be around God, we want God just to fix it. And that's not the encouraging part. The encouraging hope that we have is that when we draw close to him with a sincere heart that we really want to be around him, he will come to our aid. The last part of verse 23 hold unswervingly to the hope that he is faithful We have clear access to god. We need to draw close to him Hebrews continues in verse 24. Look at that with me and let us consider How we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds Let us not give up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another And all the more as you see the day approaching now, this is one of those, I think, steps of, of perseverance that, that doesn't seem real logical. When you feel like your world is caving in around you, drawing close to God sounds good. Cuddling up in the fire and, and getting close to him seems warming to your soul. But, but look what the author of Hebrews tells us. Draw near to one another. See, so we have a responsibility When things are going tough, our first response is not to look out for somebody else. Our first response is not to to get close to someone around us, but we need to consider others. If you need encouragement for your soul tonight and things are looking gloomy and dark, God wants to help you by challenging you to get your eyes off of your own problem, off of yourself and onto someone else around you. I promise you, try this out. This is an area that you can test the Lord and begin to see if he works things for you. If it seems you have an impossible home situation, help somebody else whose home situation is the same or worse than yours. If you find that you are completely without direction in your life and it's crippling almost, talk to someone who needs encouragement and you encourage them. Focus your efforts on serving somebody else. It challenges us here to spur one another on. In verse 24, look at that. I'm not making this up. It's in the Bible. Spur one another on toward love and good deeds. I almost want to scream out to the author here, I'm discouraged. I feel defeated. And you want me to spur someone else on to good deeds and and to love and good works? I don't know about you, but when I feel completely down, Sometimes the temptation is just to withdraw and get by myself To just get away The challenge here is this is the time to press in and draw near to one another Hebrews ten twenty six continues on If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth No sacrifice for sin is left Verse 27 but only a fearful expectation of judgment of and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. That's all that's left. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died with, without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man who deserves to be punished, who has, been trample, who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that was sanctified him, and who was insulted, who has insulted the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, "It is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge His people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of a love of hands of the living God. So well, Pastor Brady, I thought you said you wanted to encourage my heart. That sounds very discouraging. I mean, this is just harsh for the person who, who refuses the, the gift of forgiveness that God has given to him and willfully over and over disobeys. There's no, there's no forgiveness there when you treat it lightly. And the heart is, when we are going through a tough time, when you feel like giving up, draw close to God, reach out to the people around you, serve them, love them, and be aware. The enemy wants you to compromise he wants you to treat sin as if it's no big deal You almost feel like you deserve to cut corners a little bit a life is so hard for you. And so you can just kind of Compromise just a little bit. The challenge here is don't play with sin Don't mess around with willful disobedience We have been bought with a price And the encouragement for our soul is to say, even though things look tough, even though you feel like there's no way out, do not play around with sin. As strong as the author could put it here, there is no hope when you begin to put your will above God's will. There is no hope when you begin to say, I can get my way out of this. So, Pastor Brady, you're saying that if I have done certain things, I could never come back to God. That's not what I said. Listen to me. You're saying that I can go so far that God won't forgive me. That's not what I said. But if you find yourself in a jam and your solution to that is to begin to play around with disobedience, you will feel and experience complete devastation. There is no hope given to you when you do it in your own strength. Draw close to him. Draw close to others, loving them and allow them to love you. Don't play around with sin. We we see some language in here about the old covenant versus the new covenant. I mean, there wasn't much mercy when someone disobeyed the law that Moses gave and and there was just a few witnesses. How much more accountable should we be to having the living God give his son for us, the Holy Spirit residing and living in us, and we would reject what the Holy Spirit is doing? That penalty is severe. Grace is given, but it's not cheap grace. We have a strong Understanding of grace because we have a strong understanding of what sin is now check this out God is helping us Stay free from sin By the call of the first two things You say well, I don't want to be disobedient. I don't want to go my own way. You want to know how to 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 prevent that? Draw close to him Seek him out when you're at your wits end you get as close to jesus as you possibly can and then do the second Draw close to other believers. You help someone else do the same. You get as close to Jesus as you can and help someone else get as close to Jesus as you can as well. You see, we often view God's instructions and his commands. I need to do something different here, guys. I'm pretty sure it's an operator error. That usually is. How's that? Is that a little bit better? Very good. If I put it on top of my head, does that help? We'll try that. You think it will? That's good. We'll try it. When God tells us, don't do something, hopefully you've heard me say this before. You're going to hear it a thousand more times. God doesn't say, don't do it, just because he wants to spoil your day. He says, don't, it's going to hurt you. Don't, it's going to hurt somebody else. Do not play around with sin. And the enemy's first thing he tries to get you to do is be isolated when you feel Defeated when you feel like you're perishing you can't persevere. You can't make it get by yourself Don't get close to god. Don't get to others and compromise And just begin to do a little bit of life your own way not god's way hebrews 10 32 through 34 Remember those earlier days after you have received the light When you stood your ground in the great contest in the face of suffering Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were also treated the same. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your own property because you knew that you yourselves had better and more lasting possessions in Christ. And the challenge here is don't forget how far you have come. Don't forget where God has brought you from. You have a history in him. There's somebody here tonight that you have walked with God for a number of years. But the enemy is screaming in your ear, you don't have what it takes anymore. You feel all alone. You feel like your best years are behind you. You feel isolated. You feel like nobody else understands. You feel like you have done everything you know to do, and you just feel like giving up. You don't want to. You're like that frog in that cartoon that even though they're halfway down the beak, down the throat of the duck, they're still hanging on, trying not to give up, but it doesn't look good for you. Don't forget how far God has brought you. Don't forget what he has done for you. You have been faithful in the past. You have trusted him. Hang on to that. You have withstood trials and sufferings, and God has brought you through. Hang on to that. God has been faithful, and he will continue to be faithful. Now, I want to challenge you. If you're here tonight, and you have accepted Christ as your Savior, and you have been a Christian for five years or more, I want you to raise your hand real high. Five years or more you've trusted in God. Keep them up. This is important. Right now, I want to deputize every one of you. You, no, keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. You need to be a spiritual mother or father to somebody else. You can put your hands down. You say, well, that's weird. I'm not of the age to have kids. I didn't tell you to go have kids. I didn't tell you that. Listen to me close. You say, well, I'm past the years of, of having kids. I didn't tell you to have, go have kids. You need to be a spiritual mother or father to someone else. You need to give the hope that you have had in Jesus. Don't forget what he has brought you through. Don't forget what he has shown you. Don't forget what he has done in your life. A final thought here in Hebrews 10, 35 through 39. So don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when You have done the will of God. You will receive what He has promised. Look at verse 37. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are of those who believe and who are saved. The challenge is dare to persevere, dare to press into the things of God. We have a reason to press on, church. We have a purpose in pressing on. It's just a little while. Now, for some of you, this may sound discouraging, but it's really encouraging. Every single one of us in this room in 150 years will be dead. And unless Jesus comes before that, every single one of us in 150 years will be dead. So what you are facing right here and now is temporary. And I'm not making light of your situation. I'm not saying that it's not a load to bear. I'm not trying to make fun of the, the pain or, or the suffering that you have experienced. But what I'm telling you, this too shall pass. Re- weeping may last for the night, for the season, for the moment. But rejoicing comes in the morning. This too shall pass in hebrews 11 every single one of the people in that hall of faith They lived Hoping to receive the things promised to them, but they didn't all receive it But they welcomed them from a distance it tells us and they lived as if they were foreigners in the land You want to have encouragement tonight know that the final word is not here and now My philosophy of life is as is as simple as I can put it This life is short This next life is very long. I want to do things in this short life that count in this long eternal life. So when things aren't going well here, I'm going to focus on how things are going to go over here. It doesn't have a lasting effect on me when I don't get what I hope for right now. God dares us to persevere. We have a reason to press on. That's the end of the teaching time, but I want to invite Jacob to come back, and I want to give you an opportunity to just soak in his presence for a moment. Maybe you're here tonight, and as I share about the feeling of giving up, you'd say, I could have done a much better talk, a way better talk than you just shared about giving up. I have... Recent things that are coming to my mind of how discouraged I feel and and I could have given a a long string of Of how life isn't working I want you to know even though I don't know all the details of what you're facing I have been praying for you this week and and my heart cries out to you. It's time once again To draw close to jesus There's somebody here who says you know what I I don't want to let my guard down I want to be positive. I don't want people to know that I'm I'm facing this challenge. Why? Draw close to God. Draw close to one another. Maybe you need to allow a brother or sister in the Lord to lift you up. Maybe you need to allow the body of Christ to be your family and rally around you. There's somebody else here tonight that not only do you need to draw close to God, you need to uh, draw close to others, but... You just need to flat out stop playing around with sin As simple as I can put it you've been so discouraged you've allowed compromise to come back into your life You won't just be discouraged You'll be destroyed and defeated The hope for you is going back to step one and two draw close to him and allow the body of believers to come around you Maybe you're here and and you're tempted to forget How you have trusted in the lord in the past don't forget what he's done for you. Don't forget what he's done for you And dare to persevere As we sing this song I want to invite you if you're here tonight and you'd like to just seek the lord You may want to come and just kneel at these altars and you want to pray And you're just signifying I need to press into his presence If you're here and you'd like us to pray for you You come and kneel anywhere you want to, and I'm going to pray a a corporate prayer of blessing for us, and we'll pray. If you're here tonight, and you want to pray, and you don't want anyone to pray with you, you want to pray by yourself, I'm going to reserve this altar over here. If you come over here, I'm not going to come talk to you. No one will come talk to you. If they do, I'll pull them away, okay? You just would like to pray by yourself. You come sit on that front row, or you come sit or kneel at this altar, and you can pray by yourself. any of these other places, we'd love to pray with you. But as we sing, I want us to corporately chew on the bread of the Word of God tonight. Savor the promise that He's given to us. Allow it to minister to our soul. Would you stand with me? Let's sing this song. And if you'd like to pray, you come as we sing.